0: All right, here we go. I don't have any snazzy intro music or anything for this one, but welcome to the Codex. Uh, I'm Ed, and I just realized that in a lot of my, well, yeah, in a lot of my podcasts that I've done so far, I haven't really, like, introduced myself very often. Well, the other podcasts that I do, has my name in the title so it's not really necessary but this one is called the codex so i guess i should i should make it a habit of starting to introduce myself so my name's ed and welcome to the codex it's an rpg that i'm working on uh completing and once it is complete i'm gonna set up a uh code that only people that listen to the podcast can uh, get and uh it'll give you a discount So today, I'm going to do a class breakdown. And I quite haven't, uh, or good God, haven't quite decided. Let's see. I think I'll do the sage. So this class is not actually directly based on another class from a game or from another game. This is something that I kind of made up off the... Now, it is loosely based on a uh, Pathfinder, like one of the off-class, or off-starting classes that's in uh, the expanded lore, I guess, called the... uh, So the class is called the Savant. And the Savant has the option to sort of roll, like... When they start off, they can pick different schools uh, of study, and depending on which school of study you pick, that's what class you sort of become. You can pick uh, the school of investigation, the school of music, which would make you a bard. Uh, the school of magic, which has a few different schools, so you could either be like a wizard, like a, a wizard, a sage. Not a sage, a sorcerer or a uh, warlock type. But I wanted to make a class that allowed you to build it's like a Lego class. Like it allows you to build your class from the ground up. And if you are somebody that likes to min-max, you know, this class would be perfect. This is very uh This is very reminiscent of the veteran class, which is based off of the fighter, but it's a a much broader range. Instead of just being well-versed at every weapon, this class is now well-versed at everything. But the only major difference is the uh, specializations for this class are not combat specializations at all, whereas it's the only class... That doesn't have combat specializations. I think out of all of the specializations, there is one combat ability, but these the the specializations for this class uh, build it up for being an out of combat uh, jack of all trades. Uh, let's get into the uh, let's get into it. Let's get into the class progression here. So the first ability that they get is. At level one, and this is what you start with when you're when you're actually building your character, it is called uh, Aspect of the Sage. And what it does is you gain a permanent augment, a permanent augment every time you gain a new aspect, including which I should put that here in the uh, notes, which I'm going to go ahead and type it, including. The aspects picked at start. There we go. Alright, gotta put that in there. So, basically, you don't, this class is not bound to any specific set of uh, skill trees. You pick three base skill trees and then one magic skill tree at start. Whereas, that is one less than, most of the classes start off with five different skill trees. This one only starts with four. But, uh, let me continue with the description of aspect of the sage. Each aspect gives a different augment. Of course, it's listed in the uh, in the uh, skill tree section. And an aspect may be taken up to three times. You may access tier two aspects at level eight and tier three aspects at level 16. Now, the thing is, the aspect of the sage is you gain an additional skill tree every four levels so at the end of it you end up having more i think or even either equal to no no you end up with more uh like a broader range of skill trees plus you know you can upgrade them now you're not going to be able to upgrade your skill trees before you're actually going to be able you're actually going to be upgrading your skill trees into the different tiers after other classes, because the other classes don't have to, they don't have a level restriction for uh, Tier 2 and Tier 3. But, that being said, you have a much wider range of different skill trees that you can go into with this class, which sets them way apart, so they can actually literally be any role in the game. They can be a tank, a ranged mage, a melee tank mage, uh, an assassin, uh, a hand-to-hand combat uh range physical combat anything and it is a very fun and the augments too so let me uh, go over some of that so say if you were to pick aspect of the sword uh out of the gate your basic attacks would be increased by a flat two damage per tier that you put in aspect of the sword um aspect of the shield. Plus one to your defenses, which would be your physical and magic defense. Aspect of the dagger would give you uh plus two to armor penetration per tier picked. Uh, let's see. Where's the other one? The movement one. There's a movement one. Aspect of the traveler, I believe. Yeah. If you pick as- aspect of the traveler at start, which is a really aspect of the traveler is probably one of the better as- uh, skill trees in the entire game because uh, it gives you movement abilities. It's one of the few that does good movement abilities too. Um, but aspect of the traveler, if you were to pick that at start, you would get one base uh, movement per tier picked. So you can essentially you can only pick up to three or put up to three points in one skill tree, but it gives you access to better uh stronger abilities every time you upgrade the skill tree. But that class, though, that that this class is mainly uh, uh, honestly though with how it works a newer player would be able to pick up this class if they didn't know what they wanted to play and kind of just be a jack of all trades you know have some some uh proficiency in everything while they're deciding and then you know past into the later levels of the game you could actually start to focus on one thing and you would not be behind anybody now you're not gonna be if you don't focus on one specific thing you're not gonna be as tanky or you're not gonna deal as much damage or you're not gonna have as much uh, armor or magic penetration but you're still gonna be useful throughout the entire game. Now the um, at level two they get uh, an ability called artisan. Uh, you gain a crafting passive which I haven't worked on the crafting system of the game yet but it's gonna work very much almost like the combat does. It's going to be, well, except you're not going to be actually in combat or anything, but the uh, roles and the uh, aqu- acquiring different, uh, what do you call those things? Different qualities for the gear that you are making. A lot of that is going to be rolled based and it's going to work very much like the roles in uh, combat does. Uh, so at level three and every uh, odd level, Thereafter, uh, you gain sage's knowledge, which you gain an additional passive. So you have half as many uh, half as many passives as the veteran, which gets twenty. Basically, a passive every level, almost. Actually, they do. They get more than a. They get like one point two passives a level. I guess technically. But you get a pass of every other level with uh, aspect of the sage, or with the sage class, and every four levels, you're gaining an additional skill tree. So you can take you can take this and mold it. You can take this class and mold it into whatever you want it to be. And let's see, at level 14, that's when you kind of become a bard in a way you get an ability called Savant. And this passive uh, says that the Sage becomes very uh, well-versed and skilled through many adventures. The Sage may add their charisma score to any skill used, and all skills are now considered trained. So now, you don't just roll flat for your skills. Every single one of the skills, which I think there's nine. Let me look at that. How's... Uh uh-huh. 12 there's 12 skills but most classes by that point would only have about four or five trained skills as a sage at level 14 you gain all trained skills plus you add your charisma modifier to them all including whatever modifier uh they had to begin with so they become the out of combat the 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 kings and queens of out of combat uh things like you know perception operate device knowledge disguise all that stuff they become basically like the champions of that now that's basically it all the rest of the uh levels for them are basically just iteration you know Uh, Every odd level is going to be an additional passive. Every fourth level is going to be another uh, skill tree or aspect, as I call it in this game. But it's one of the... um, It's definitely a more interesting class, especially if played by somebody that understands the game and how the passives work. Passives would essentially be feats in this game, but... They tend to work a little bit differently, more like a passive in a, uh, in an actual like action RPG or something like that instead of just, but, uh, I mean, otherwise though, this class, I-, I would love to actually see. So, uh, when I was doing some play testing earlier this year with this class, I made an entire team of nothing but sages, but different roles. I had a tank. I had a mage. I had a healer and I had a uh, an archer and they were good. They were like if the regular archer class, which is the scout, was an S rank, I guess in terms of all around effectiveness in that role, the sage was an A, a really high A. But the thing is, the sage was an A all the way across the board in every role, which was Crazy. And it was fun too. It was fun to play that. Just to see the, the, the versatility of this class. All right. Now let's get into the specifications. Or, the, I'm sorry. Not specif- specializations. All right. Let's get into the specializations for the Sage. So the Sage of course, has three, like most other classes in the game. Uh, the first specialization is Detective. The second specialization is Medic, which deals with out of co- So the Detective, of course, is a detective. I don't have to really explain that. The Medic specialization doesn't actually deal with direct healing. It deals more so with out-of-combat healing. And then the third specialization is the Historian, which deals with Arcane Knowledge. At or and also, of course, knowledge of uh, knowledge of the history of the world itself. So, I'll, I'll get to that one. But uh, so, the first specialization at uh, level four for the detective specialization, you gain detective the uh, the augment called detective work. So, what detective work does is it gives you favored skill for perception and wordcraft. So wordcraft deals with anything like, okay, it's basically an encompassing of a few different skills. Um, Bluff, intimidate, uh, gather intelligence, stuff that deals with talking like more, um, more skilled talking, I guess. And, of course, perception is perception. There's no way around that one. But you basically gain favored skill for those two skills. all right. And what that would do is basically give you the ability outside of combat to basically almost take 10 on those, which actually it would be 5 in this game because my point system is a little different. But it would give them the ability to actually be a detective. So the level 8 augment for the uh, sage is underhanded. And it'll probably be pretty quick to explain all of the different ones because a lot of them are just basically favored skills and other bonuses like that dealing with out-of-combat. But what underhanded does... Excuse me. What underhanded does is you gain favorite skill for disguise and espionage. So espionage deals with a lot of the other non-disguise-related sneaking skills like stealth, uh, escape artist, lockpicking, uh, sleight of hand, stuff like that. So now at level 8, you're able to really get out into the field, spy on people, and gather information, which would be very good in, you know just about any campaign that i can think of to be honest so the detective's level 12 augment is called connections whenever acqui- so the passive says that whenever acquiring gold from selling goods in town completing bounties or completing contracts gain 50% more gold so this deals with basically anything that like if your gm is going to be like you know paying out Paying out the uh, party or uh, giving you a gold reward for a specific thing, other than gold that you would have found somewhere or something related to finding it, you know, or stolen or whatever. But otherwise, like if you're being paid by something or paid for something, you get fifty percent more gold. So that's a it's it's good. That's a really good ability to have or a really good passive to have because it not only benefits you, but it benefits the rest of the party unless you're selfish, you know, which in in that case, hey, you know, do what you got to do. The uh, last augment, the level 16 augment for the detective specialization is well known. So eventually you begin you begin to gain notoriety in the area that you're working in. And it says that you are a well-known detective in most major cities and towns that you've worked in. So now you are sought after for big cases and contracts by peasants and nobles alike. So now the story starts to what, what these specializations do for the sage is it's sort of, it it more so puts them into the story. Well, well, it sort of molds the story around them in a way too because now whenever bigger things are happening like if you're in a township that's uh if you're in a small township outside of a major town that you've been working in or a castle or a keep or whatever and you know say vampire breakout or whatever in most cases the story is now going to find you you know if you are a detective at this level Then it'll be like, you know, somebody comes into town looking specifically for uh, Johan Northbridge or something, you know, and they will like pubs and taverns and such. They will be or you will be well known to them as well because you probably have gotten contracts there or completed bounties or whatever. But it kind of puts you into the story. As, as does uh, a lot of the uh, specializations for the Sage. So the next specialization for the Sage is the Medic, which deals with out-of-combat healing. Uh, the first ability at level 4, or the first augment at level 4, is Arduous Journey, which is, you gain favored skill for regeneration, survival tactics, and trek. So regeneration... I need to change the name of that skill because it's not actually self regeneration. It's the regeneration of, I should call it like helping hand or something like that, because it's more so the regeneration of others, like your character's ability to patch up other, uh, other uh, players, other characters. Uh, Survival tactics is just that it's survival and also, uh, I guess, knowledge. It would be something like a combination of survival, uh, knowledge of geography, knowledge of nature, and then there's a couple others that it kind of encompasses. But it deals with being able to go out, find food, and keep your direction when you're out in the wilderness. And then Trek. Trek deals with any endurance-based movement. Like if you're journeying, if you're trotting for a long period of time, if you're swimming for a long period of time, or running, it deals a lot. A lot of it deals with that. So you, as um as a medic starting out, you gain favorite skill for regeneration, survival tactics, and trek. So you're good at journeying and 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 of course surviving and taking care of other people as well. Uh. The level eight augment for the medic is helpful tutor. So when using regeneration survival tactics or Trek, allies who aid you gain half of your skill score on top of theirs. So say you're going on a long journey. So if you're okay, so if you are trekking for a long period of time, your characters will become exhausted. And the only way an exhaust basically kind of like dampers your uh, mind and body. St- well, no, just your body stats, like your strength, dexterity, constitution, it dampers that. And then if you become uh, extremely exhausted, it like puts a huge damper on it. Like it lowers it by a lot. What Trek does is it allows you to travel for longer periods of time before the exhaust sets in. And helpful tutor, of course, your character helps others along. Like, and also for the survival tactics, they can help you uh, gather food or hunt and help other people, actually, like, you know, help patch up other people. And you yourself become the tutor that gives them a bonus to what? Because, I mean, most other classes probably aren't going to have regeneration. Which I need to change the name of that. But uh the uh level twelve augment for the medic is the giver's journey, which references the uh the sovereign, which is a god, one of the uh it's the lawful not lawful, it's the neutral good, it's the neutral good god in this world, which is basically like again, like uh what's his name? The big Lebowski just as a divine being. He's real chill, real laid back. Like, think of the Big Lebowski walking around with a robe, but instead of sweats and jellies under the robe, it's like this really nice armor. But it's the same robe, though. It's the same house robe, but just with armor under it. But uh, So the Giver's Journey, at level 12 for the Medic, so when looking for a place to stay, you can almost always find a place to put your healing skills to use and find shelter. So what that means is if there is like a an infirmary or a hospital or a uh, um, medical area within the, air, in the city that you're residing in, if you help them out, you and your party will likely be able to stay there for free. And it might not be the best place, you know. Especially being around a bunch of sick people might be eh, a little risky, but hey, you don't have to pay for it. And if your characters are broke, if they don't have that connections from uh that connections passive from the detective, and they are broke, then staying somewhere for free. Even if you are staying in a broom closet, is hey, it's not bad. Uh so the medic's last ability or last augment at level 16 is called village physician you are a well-known doctor in the area and sought after for aid to all who are in need so it's kind of along the same lines as well known from the detective whereas except it's in a different category it's more so for uh you know being a physician and a doctor not a uh detective but again though some people that need a good physician, if they have heard about you in the story, you might have somebody that's like a baron or a noble that needs your help, and they pay a lot, and they have a lot of information about the area that you're in, too. So the the, the last uh, specialization for the sage is the historian, which focuses more on arcane knowledge and Planar knowledge as well, because there is some uh, planar, not any necessarily like planar travel, but there is a mirror, like shadow plane, that uh, some other classes blink into when they teleport. Alright, so the first ability for the Historian is Arcane Study. You gain the favored skill for knowledge and operate device, and... On top of that, whenever you take or whenever you get this uh, level for augment from the historian, you also unlock a magic aspect or a magic uh, skill tree. So if you don't have any magic uh, to begin with, you unlock magic with it. You don't actually unlock skill points to gain any spells, but essentially you could have saved maybe a skill point or two. By level 4, I don't know if you'd have two skill points, but whatever. So, uh, level, the, uh, uh, the level 8 augment for the Historian is Bartering. So, the first part of the passive, you gain favored skill for crafting and wordcraft, which is good to have. Additionally, you gain a favored shop that you do business at for crafting goods and other items. At your favorite shop, you get a fifty percent discount on all goods, and you sell for twenty five percent more than usual. So, this would be more so for a band of adventurers that's set in a specific area. Now, you can change your uh, favorite shop as you go, but you can only do it. You can only do so once per day, which I need to put that in there. It may only. Alright, All there right. we go. Let me change that up a little bit. Resize the row fit the data. There we go. So you can only change your favorite shop once per day. I thought I had typed that in there, but I didn't. Sometimes I keep like a whole list, a whole slew of things in my head. And sometimes I think I type it, and I don't. And then I go back and look at it like, I've, I, I have this skill. It's missing like a whole half of the skill. But yeah. So, uh, the historian's level 12 augment is well-known researcher. Sort of along the same lines as the uh, village physician, but they get theirs a little bit earlier. So, you are a well-known arcane researcher, and historian in your area. Many seek you with rare artifacts, gems, and information. Your popularity spreads to nearly everywhere you go. So you're a historian. And so the game setting is in the, I haven't decided exactly when, but I was thinking the 1800s, but I might make it a little bit sooner, like in the early 1700s but historians and researchers back then were very sought after people, especially from uh, uh, nobles and art companies and trade companies, everybody, because they would find, you know, these art, these rare artifacts and they wouldn't have any idea what they were. And they would take them to a historian, have them appraised, I guess. And then, uh, you know, there you go. And that's how a, a historian gained, notoriety. So this is basically some something like that. And two, if it's a rare artifact or gem or information that they don't want anymore, then you just bam, you got something free. Which is pr- hopefully it's not cursed or anything like that because it, it very well could be. But, eh, you know. So the last ability from the historian that they get, the level 16 augment, is of the sages' uh, augments from their specializations, this is the only offensive one. Period, and it's the ar- arcane bolt. So many of the arcane classes actually get this, but they get it much sooner than the sage. But what the arcane bolt is is a spell, and it shoots. So it's an arcane spell, which arcane is one of the trees. It's the ninth, uh, the ninth uh, magic tree there are eight and then arcane but the arcane bolt suit so it shoots a number of bolts equal to one per one additional bolt for every three caster levels. so at level four it's going to be shooting two bolts and it may shoot up to six bolts all it's almost like a uh, magic missile in a way but uh each bolt shreds defenses, which is uh, physical defense and magic defense. Each bolt shreds defenses by one when it hits, whether it does damage or not. And you may choose different targets for each bolt. And the, uh, the defense shred lasts for one turn, too. So the range on it is two at start, plus one per three caster levels. So at max level... It would be, uh, hmm. it would be eight. The range on it would be eight at max level, which is pretty good considering most abilities only have a range of even ranged abilities only have a range of about six or seven in this. So at max level, it'd be eight. And what that is, it doesn't deal a lot of power. So the power. Or the damage per bolt is intelligence per plus power. So at level four, you're looking at if your intelligence is four and your power is one, you're looking at five per bolt, which is not that much considering most people would have enough defense to uh, block that. But it would shred. So at level four, well, no, it doesn't hit that many times at level four. It only hits twice. So it would, but it still would have a flat defense shred of two altogether. And then you, you could base what it's for is just kind of shredding down defenses. It's not really a very powerful ability to its own, unless you have extremely high uh, spell penetration, which some of the mage classes actually do have pretty high spell penetration. So early game, if you work to pick one of the arc one of the other arcane specializations for say uh, a uh, magus which is the mage class, almost like a wizard or a sorcerer. If you were to get Arcane Bolt early with them, you could deal a pretty massive amount of damage with a good Arcane Bolt because they have really high uh, magic penetration, unless you're dealing with a tank, and which in that case, then you would just be lowering their defenses for a turn so that you could possibly deal damage with your next attack. But it's basically a defense shredder. And uh, that's it for the sage specializations. And uh, thanks for thanks for taking the time to to listen to the show. And uh, have a good day. Have a good rest of the day here.